Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And, and this, this is, is the Paranormal, Paranormal Podcast. So, part two of our Puerto Rico story time, and this one's on my side. Ooh. Especially because I'm just having flashbacks of just how cold all the drinks were over there. Oh, dude, it was so refreshing. Especially, remember when we got the pina coladas in the pineapple? Yeah, that's why I've been to pina coladas, by the way. Oh, man. It's so good. Now that you've had the good stuff, like, you can't go back, can no. you? No. I want one right now, actually. I've got really bad cotton mouth from this Gorilla Glue that I smoked. Mm -hmm. So that sounds heavenly right now. And what? I got the Skywalker OG, right? Yep. Just to make sure I don't fall asleep right away. <laughs> yeah. Keeps you awake enough. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Let's see what happens after this episode. But yeah, I'm ready for a nap already. I'm always ready for a nap. You took a nap. <clears throat> I did. It was like two hours, and I planned to sleep so much more tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's not a nap anymore. That's just sleep. I mean, now a nap is sleep. It's your Monday. I, I would need a nap after work. That is true. It is my Monday. It was it was a rough one. But that's okay. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, to go with the Parcha uh, alcoholic juice boxes we get next time we go oh, back again. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually wanted to do a story on Castillo de San Cristobal. Oh, I don't know what that is. It's San Cristobal Castle. I, I like I, I understand the translation, but like I've never heard of that castle. So when we were in old San Juan, that was what Luis was showing everybody when we had to go down the hill. But we were too lazy, so we didn't want to have to climb back up. Oh there. yeah, we stayed up there with uh yeah. So to go into San Cristobal we kind of have to go into the other locations first. So a little bit on Puerto Rico's history. Uh, originally, the original fort that kind of defended and protected San Juan was uh, Fort San Felipe. Yeah, excuse me, Fort San Felipe del Moro. Okay. Um, that's what actually guards the entrance to San Juan's harbor. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually started it. Uh, the thought came to build it back in 1539. 1539? Holy mm -hmm. shit. And over about 400 years after El Moro's original creation, they actually continued to reinforce, renovate, and improve the entire um, castle and fortress. So, like, today, is it, like, heavily guarded? Is it, like... I mean, not anymore. Like, it's it was, just, it's, is it's it like, just kind of there now? So, over 400 years, like, 1539 to, like... 1939 passed okay well that's unfortunate i was hoping it was still gonna be some like super dope spot no just because i mean if you're gonna attack the united states like puerto rico is not the like biggest biggest target yeah that's that's fair okay so crazy thing about el moro is that it's actually flown the spanish english and american flags over the years the spanish english and american flags mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense those but, are like the three big ones. <laughs> but amongst all three, the English were the only one to successfully invade Puerto Rico. What does that mean? Like that's how they that's how the English were able to fly their flag. Spanish kind of had it first and then the English came in, took it from the Spanish and then I'll get oh, into that. It's, it gets okay. kind of crazy. All right. So a gentleman named Sir George Clifford commanded the British troops to take the fort and succeeded on July 1st, 1598 from the Spanish forces. 1598 from this okay mm -hmm. uh, and then they landed on Puerto Rico and actually came around the back part by land not like a naval attack 
That's why they were able to succeed. Oh, that's smart. So they had control over it, but had to relinquish it back to the Spanish very soon after because the British had a major outbreak of dysentery. Dysentery, excuse me. Dysentery, yeah. Ew, that's a a nasty one. Mm -hmm. So had to pull out, and then the Spanish were able to reclaim (laughs) uh, Fort San Felipe del Moro. Jeez, okay. So, after that, the Spanish realized, okay, we need more defense. So, they actually built another one, San Juan de la Cruz, also known as El Canuela. Wait, do you have, like, a picture of these, like, on a map or something? Because I'm yes. having a hard time. So, just basically the harbor, you know, the, you're going to need to protect the harbor no matter what, because that's how yeah. you get into San Juan. But, what they actually did, they l- located this one across the harbor from where El Moro is. But why? So what they were able to do, um, it was actually able to create a crossfire. Oh, So you're covering like both sides of the door, essentially. Oh, shit. That's okay. I see what you're saying now. That's that is really genius. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. So even though it's the smallest of the three, you know, it was the second that is only other one at the time. And they actually used that crossfire to beat the Dutch. Small back but in mighty, man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So you can tell why I'm geeking out now because it's history plus it's like all the military stuff that's going into yeah, it. Yeah, you like the strategizing stuff. Mm-hmm. So at that point, the Spanish had been attacked by land and then by sea. And they kind of realized, okay, we need to defend the actual city on the backside. Like the land part needs to also be defense defended. Yeah. That's where Castillo de San Cristobal came to be. Oh, okay. So this one was a little bit crazy because this one actually encircled the entire city of San Juan. Wait, okay. So when, um, what's his name? Daniil's boyfriend. I'm totally... Luis. Luis. When Luis was trying to, like, take everyone down that hill mm-hmm. and, like, show them, was it that castle? Like, down by the water? Yeah. Okay, but then what do you mean by, like, it so you circles had, all of San Juan? So the first one was uh, San Felipe del Moro. Yeah. That covered, like, one part of the uh, harbor. Okay. Uh, when they created San Juan de la Cruz, El, El Canuelo, that covered the other side of the harbor. Oh, so it's, like, just the harbor. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I see. So when, this new, when the third one came around, when they built uh, Castillo de San Cristobal, that covered the entire city. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So now you're covered on sea and you're covered on land. I mean, those are the two essential things for mm-hmm. sure, at least back then. So they finished it in 1783. Uh, they were actually able to successfully fend off the British invasion of 1797. So good timing on that one. And again, British tried the same thing. They just didn't know the, that massive wall was going to be there. It's just like this temper tantrum going back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. It was also famous because this was the exact location of the first shot fired in the Spanish-American War in 1898. Oh, shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was an American naval ship fired on the fort. Oh, fuck. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And I forgot now, all of the history that I learned back in high school. But granted, I also don't know if they taught a lot about like Puerto Rico. Yeah, a little bit here and there. On the West Coast, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. So here's the fun part. Now we get to the spooky stuff. Okay. Please. It's haunted. 
It's haunted? I mean, it has to be, right? You can't have a castle that's not haunted. That's just against the rules. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's the episode. See you. <laughs> what? Just gauging your reaction, but you're way too high right now. Dude, I was so fucking high. I also had a, um, it was called a high burst, one of the edible candies. Dude, I feel great right now. <laughs> edible and smoked. Okay. Yep. You're going to be done soon. Yep. I'm going to bed pretty soon. <laughs> awesome. Well, here's a fun bedtime story. Okay. There was a local author and historian, Dr. Cayetano Colitostai. Okay. He wrote a book called uh, Legendes y Tradiciones Puerto Ricanias, uh, Legends and Puerto Rican Traditions. Gotcha. So he actually told of an account of a love story between... Maria Dolores, and a man named Betancourt, who was a young thief who just kind of wandered and traveled over the island. Ooh, young, mysterious thief. Here we go. Mm -hmm. But if anyone was going to disapprove of this, who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I don't know. Maria's dad. Oh, gotcha. But there's a catch. So you know how, like, young love... And the boyfriend's always kind of afraid of the dad, right? Yeah. What's the craziest job the dad could have for you to need to fear him? Um, I don't know. Like a butcher or someone who slaughters animals? Okay. Somebody who kills. Got it. Now go higher up. Higher up? Like in the like country. In, serial like, killer kind of stuff? No, like... Has a very powerful title. A very powerful title. Like not just sheriff, not not just your dad's a sheriff, but like he's in charge. Of, like not yeah. Oh okay. Well, what was his title? He was San Juan's executioner. Oh holy shit! Oh god. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, that's a little bit more terrifying than a dad just like slapping a gun on the table in front of you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's a butcher of sorts. <laughs> of sorts. All criminals ever. He does slaughter. It's fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm guessing you already know in what direction the story's going. Oh gosh, does a little thief die? <laughs> uh, let me just read word for word what I had written down. Okay. Betancourt was caught and hung as they left his body on display on the gallows. That sounds pretty standard for this time period. So he got executioned. <laughs> wow. Obviously, Maria was absolutely heartbroken over uh, later finding the body. Oh, and what was, a way to find out, mm -hmm. too. And oh. it wasn't like during the hanging. It was like later on. Yeah, probably when the flies had already. Ugh, that, ugh. So she was so overcome with grief, she decided that night that she would actually hang herself beside him. Romeo and Juliet. Kind of. Um, and then as Maria's dad showed up the next day to dispose of Betancourt's body, he found his own daughter hanging motionlessly beside her one true love. That is so sad. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So rumor has it, if you actually get to uh, walk around Castillo de San Cristobal, yeah. you may actually see Maria Dolores and Betancourt wandering the area where they, you know, last spent their uh surviving pieces of their Moments, life yeah oh man oh I, I, I like i i hope that they appear as like their normal selves though and not just like two people hanging in a gallows like in the shadows at night <laughs> yeah that would suck it's like hey 
What you doing? Just hanging out? <laughs> that was a really stupid joke, but I'm high enough to laugh. <laughs> I know. I'm going to ride this one out. I'll take the win. Yeah. So, I feel like we also need a supernatural story. Yes, please. I love supernatural stories. This one's fun. Yes. This one is about La Garita del Diablo. Okay. The Devil's Sentry Box. Okay. I am in. I am all in right now. So you know how um, whenever you're watching all the old medieval movies, whenever you see like a castle or a fort, it's always got those, um, like the towers essentially, but at the corners. The to- Like the spires or whatever? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the purpose of that one is specifically the ones that protrude a little bit more gives them a little bit better vision and view. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's easy to protect. So, in this one particular sentry box and guard tower, this is the one that protrudes kind of like into the ocean and farther away from all the other towers. Okay. Why? It's just it's just the location. There's okay. a guard tower. Need, you know, there's need for a guard tower there. This is just farther from all the other guard towers. Oh, okay. So, whoever's in there is kind of isolated. Uh, because of how remote it was... And guards hearing kind of like weird, creepy sounds. It was really unpopular to get stationed at that part or to have that shift covering it. Oh, I'm sure it was. I wouldn't want to have the spooky shift. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is back in the day, most guards would actually yell at the other guard towers at night to be able to check on each other. So you didn't have to walk all the way over there. It was kind of just like a, like a walkie check before walkies were, exi- uh, you know, were invented. But I'm guessing that it was much more difficult to do something like that with this one. Exactly. Okay. Um, the you had because it was pretty much at the ocean and at the beach. You had to compete with the waves crashing, and the winds. So did they do like like a like a light system instead? Mm-mm. No, couldn't do that. Oh my so god! So they always used to say, "Sentinela alerta" was the call. And then alerta esta was the response. Oh, okay. So as they tried yelling at it, this one fateful night, there was a soldier named Sanchez who stood guard. Okay. But he never answered a single call. Oh, no. Zero responses whatsoever. You just don't even care about Baxter. You just want the end of it, huh? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm invested in this. So unfortunately for Sanchez, nobody ever checked on him. Because they were too afraid. So they wanted to wait till daylight. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So daylight came. Went to go check on him because he hadn't responded to a single call. And all they found was his rifle and his clothes folded. Ooh, no. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, was it... Then you assume it was a suicide or... What do you think? Obviously, you're leaning towards suicide. I mean, that's my first thought, but I mean, weird shit happens. I mean, but, this could be... Do you remember what when uh, we talked about Elisa Lamb with the Hotel Cecil? Mm-hmm. When she was found, all of her clothes were, like, in the tank with her and, like, had been, like, folded and stuff. Like, it was weird, but... It is weird. So it could have been something completely, like, I don't know supernatural or something you never know that's the thing mm-hmm. so here comes the fun part oh fuck um the moment they saw that one of the guards started yelling se lo llevo el diablo se lo llevo el diablo yeah the devil took him oh my god 
So there is a supernatural hint to it. Um, what also could have happened, and this was kind of uh, this is where the locals start kind of kicking in. Uh, Sanchez was in love with a woman named Diana. He would always play his guitar for her and sing her love songs to show how much he uh, cared about her. So Sanchez's superiors and Diana's stepmother did not approve of that relationship. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a chance that Diana actually brought um, Sanchez some civilian clothes so she, he could escape with her and elope. Oh, that's actually really cute. And then he just left his, you know, he just abandoned his post. Well, I'd say good for him. Mm-hmm. So that's a rumor. Uh t- Right now, La Garita del Diablo is inaccessible to the public just for how kind of crazy far out it is and hard yeah, it is to surprise people. Uh, you can see it, though. Oh, man, I want to see walk it. by it, even though it is kind of hard to get to. Uh, there are rumors that if you're near it, you can hear uh, Sanchez playing guitar. Oh, shit. Others claim they can hear him screaming at night or his cries. Oh, mm-hmm. that's Okay. I don't know if like I don't know if I would want to go and try to like hear that at night. And then you get the alternate ending. Oh, okay. Where he's still guarding the tower. Ooh, spoopy. Ooh. <laughs> so those are the two. Oh man. Okay, I really like that last one. That one was really good. That's Romeo and Juliet, more just every type of supernatural horror movie we're always looking up online. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. If you just leave like your rifle and your clothes behind, like that is so open ended. There are so many possibilities, and we will never know for sure. And none of the locals brought in the naked piece. What do you mean? Like, what if he was just naked running around? <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> just imagining <laughs> him like running around doing that stupid little like hip wiggle that all men do, like when they're naked. Yes, that one. The little flop. I'm just imagining him running around that area. A little flop. It was cold. Whatever. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Know what I meant? But we're not going to go any further with that. <laughs> Rude. Wow. <laughs> this is on the internet. You know that, right? Not yet. It's not. Wow. It will be by the time that everybody hears Jeez. this. <laughs> okay. So. I'm um, not sure what Natalie's <laughs> research is coming in. I'm not sure if you want to keep the Puerto Rico piece going because it's been a pretty fun, awesome topic. It has been, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was everything I had for now. Again, if you've got any recommendations, suggestions, something you want us to look into for you, go ahead and submit it. Natalie, what's that email again? It's a paranormalpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Paranormalpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. All right. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.